A lot of people are speculating about what summer 2021 is going to look like for the church. I think it's safe to say we should anticipate people taking a lot of time to rest and recuperate over the next few months. In fact, it might be what's needed. Still, we have services to plan and lead when people may not be available, and we might even be gone. How are we going to thoughtfully lead worship this summer? You know, this is, feels very similar to what it, things were like pre-pandemic. Right. And that, you know, I, the way I tend to depict it is if you're pushing on a door trying to get through that door and somebody's pushing back and keeping it closed at the point where that person lets go of the door, you just charge on through <laughs> you, all your momentum. And I right. feel like that's how people are feeling about getting back into what's some degree of normalcy Mm -hmm. is like we've been holding ourselves back and now we're going we're just going we also talk about what we need to do now to be ready for this summer and about some possible opportunities we might have this summer that we might not have had in years past if you haven't done your worship schedules if you do a schedule probably now is the time to do that and 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 get the word out and start communicating as much as you possibly can. I'm not a, a particularly administrative person, but a lot of headaches are solved when we when we just do a little bit of administration as as worship leaders even though that's not typically how a lot of creatives work. It's time once again for the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a resource for all worship leaders and team members serving in the local church. So take a seat at the table and join the conversation as we discuss all things worship, from team dynamics to technology and song selection. And now it's time for the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to... Oh, nice fade. That was a nice fade in. That was cool. (laughs) Welcome to episode 228. I think is what we decided this yes. number is. Two twenty eight. Uh, worship ministry. Uh, Two twenty eight of the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. Uh, it'll be a shorter episode. That's on my side. I have uh, I have to duck out in uh, about twenty minutes. But uh, we are grateful you're joining us. And if you're just looking for something to get you from here uh, over to Winco and back, this should be about the right length of an episode <laughs> for you. <laughs> Um, might might well, not get um, you through the line, but it might get you there on the drive. It just you know I have found that um, as things are starting to open up again uh, here in Oregon, that there is traffic again, mm-hmm. and people seem to have forgotten how to drive. I don't, <laughs> I or at least they're a little rough around the edges. What's your experience on that? I don't think people ever knew how to drive, <clears throat> but that <laughs> that's fair my, enough. Yeah, that's my general assumption. Yeah, I was I was on the freeway last night, and you if you know me, my one of my pet peeves is uh, people driving driving slow in the far left passing lane when you've got a three lane freeway and you're going slow in the far left lane. It just drives me insane. For one, I like to go fast in that lane, and for two, <clears throat> if you're if you're in that lane and there are no cars in front of you and no cars beside you, and you're going less than the speed limit. I, I I really think that you know there should be a specific you know a specific fine that like you should you should be able to take a picture and 
and send that in and they get this like $12,000 fine because it's just, it's so irritating to me. But yeah, so last night on the freeway, I just had one of those, one of those guy driving, I don't know, probably not even paying attention, going like five miles under the speed limit, miles of cars behind him and no reason for him to be in the left lane except that he's a lazy and considerate driver. But that's just me being a, a it little It feels bit. a bit like you're projecting some intent on this individual uh i'm just throwing that out there could be we were we were driving back from yakima yesterday and as we were coming into just kind of uh, past gresham for those of you who are familiar with the uh portland area kind of geography was in the left lane going 45 in in the 60 and you know there was a group of us going what what is happening here right and then like oh well whoop, better go around and then just we all just a little migration to the right and around and uh, you have no idea uh, and I do find myself doing things like all right who's driving you know <laughs> which stereotype do I get to put the checkbox on and say right. oh look I knew it and the, and that of course I find very convicting in myself like right. oh I'm a jerk I'm a jerk too fair enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know I shouldn't do those things, but still, I, I'm in a hurry. I want to go home, so I do. <laughs> get out of my yeah. way. Let me let me drive. If you want to cruise and yeah. just, you know, not pay attention to the world around you, I have no problem with that. Get in the middle lane, and uh, and don't don't slow down everyone else. Yeah, I, I find that my capacity to tolerate that is in direct relation to my urgency. Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to get someplace at a specific time, I get really agitated. If nice. I'm not in a big hurry, I'm, I'm much more tolerant. I'm like, okay, this, come on, buddy. But I'm, I don't get mad. There are times when I get so agitated that I'm like almost punching the windshield of my own car. Let's go. And you, but anyway, that is not what I intended to talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault. Um, I took us down that road. No, that's that's all right. No, the thing that I was I've been thinking about the last couple of weeks is um, that we are just on the brink of summer. Yep. Uh, it it's feel well today doesn't feel very much like summer, but it's it's been feeling like summer. The, you know, the, the kids are going to be, um, however they're being schooled right now, will be off school, right. and I find that typically that's when there's a dip in church attendance, and also. You know, one church I was at, it, we actually just stopped the worship team during the summer, and we just did special music. Hmm. So we'd have people sign up, and they would come in, and they would do a song. But otherwise, it was like they, um, they somebody would it'd be like an opening hymn, special music, closing hymn, and just kind of ramp down because it was hard to get people to come in on a consistent right. basis. Yeah, for that stuff. Um, is it, is that kind of the way you normally see things go or am I unique in that? Um, at our, at our church now, we, uh, there's not so much of a, a exodus, I guess, especially in our, at least in our mm-hmm. worship volunteers, not, not, not more than normal. Of course, we're, we're pretty small, so, um, it's, it's, uh, Probably not as you know drastic as it would be in others other churches. Uh, we're also our church. I would say also not as maybe affluent as 
as other churches, so that some of our people just don't have the means to take big summer trips and do a lot of that. Now, we right, do have people. Right. Uh, we do have some who have already been in and out a lot once once things barely started getting warm, you know. So, yeah. um, there's definitely that group. But at other churches, yeah, it was a huge problem, um, you know, and you would, I would do, you know, send, I'd start sending out emails and communications, you know, early May, maybe even earlier than that sometimes, about with the summer schedule. And I'd send out the whole summer schedule from June all the way through Labor Day at least, if not even into September sometimes, because in the Northwest, our summer doesn't end when school starts. A lot of people still <laughs> do things on those weekends after school has yeah. started. And yeah. uh, I'd say, you know, blo- you know, get out your calendar, you know, uh, check it off. If you're going to be out of town, let us know so we have plenty of time to reschedule. And if something comes up, give us as much notice as you can so we can try to find somebody to fill in. And there would still be plenty of weeks where you would have, you, you'd be planning and counting on someone and not find out until the day of, oh, yeah, we're not going to be there. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, and, you know, rely, the reliability of volunteers is always a challenge. Mm-hmm. And it's not taking away, you know, I'm a volunteer in a lot of respects. I try to be reliable, but I'm not always as reliable as I should be. And uh, I'm really interested in how all these different kind of factors that we're experiencing right now are going to play into worship team participation over this next period of time. You know, my church and your church may be exceptions, but I think about things like, hey, um, people are getting vaccinated and they're going camping. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I know that we we booked three different camping trips basically as soon as we knew, hey, we could do it. Mm. And it was hard to find any place to go right. because they're all booked up. Right. Uh, I also know that there's, for some people, there's this longing to be back physically in church where they haven't been able to. So I don't, will that mean that there's an offset? The, you know, the people going camping are going to be offset by the people who are really hankering to be there in person. And how do we prepare for that? I think we're going to have to be very nimble. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think, um, well, so our, our 18th wedding anniversary was last Monday, so a week ago on Memorial Day. And we, we on that day, we decided uh, we wanted to go. You know, we, I proposed at Multnomah Falls. And so we wanted to go to Multnomah Falls. Hadn't been there since the pandemic had shut everything down. Yeah. And so... Uh, we, we went back out there, and my wife has been working out a lot, so she's in really good shape at the moment. And we, we thought, well, let's go, up, let's go up to the bridge. And then, then when we got there, like, well, do you want to keep going? We'll see if we can make it to the top. And so, you know, we, 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 we hiked all the way to the top. And, but there were just there were tons of people there, as you might expect. But what right. really surprised us was, I mean, the, every... Every rest area, I mean, there were, it was the end of Memorial Day, so people were on their way back to town to get ready for the work week. I mean, every rest area was packed. There was a line out on the freeway for all the rest areas, the people waiting to get in to use the rest, you know, the rest stop. Um, all the, 84 was just jammed basically from almost 205 all the way out past uh, Multnomah Falls 
until uh, almost to the to the bridge of the gods, which is like thirty miles, just of stopped wow, traffic. Right. And we saw the same thing coming down from from Vancouver. So we took the Washington side home, and there's just tons of traffic there. I mean, so there was already on Memorial Day weekend just a a huge exodus. Where and of course it was a super nice weekend weather wise. But sure was, yeah. Everywhere you could see, you know, that there was that you could do outdoor recreation was jam packed full of people doing outdoor recreation. So I think that's probably indicative of what's going to happen this summer. We're going to people are going to I've been saying it for a while like I think we're going to see the biggest exodus this summer from the from church and life in general uh that we've never seen because people are just ready to get out. Yeah, I I'm not surprised. I mean we were gone this weekend. We drove up um to Yakima, Washington and um we were fortunate that we didn't experience a lot of that. Uh, but also, it wasn't as nice a weekend. It wasn't Memorial Day. Right. But there was definitely a sense of people just, the people with whom we engaged were just like, hey, this almost feels like life. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, feels very similar to what it, things were like pre pandemic. Right. And that, you know, I, the way I tend to depict it is if you're pushing on a door trying to get through that door and somebody's pushing back and keeping it closed at the point where that person lets go of the door, you just charge on through (laughs) all your momentum. And I feel like that's how people are feeling about getting back into what's some degree of normalcy Mm -hmm. is like, we've been holding ourselves back and now we're going, we're just going. So I I hope people show up uh, and they will. uh, But I also hope that the volunteers show up. Right, uh, and that they are there for you. I am. My goal for the summer is to actually inspect my equipment, make sure that things are set up the way I wanted them. Uh, I they, they had been set up pre-pandemic because we kind of tore it apart when the pandemic right. started to support going online. Mm-hmm. Because I really want to get uh, my full worship team back up there mm-hmm. and playing again, and and to get that going, but. That's going to be a big, a good day of running cables, checking cables, setting levels, and uh, if I, that's a goal for me is between now and really when it reconvenes around Labor Day, right? That we're ready to receive all those people coming, coming back from their vacations and camping and and time off. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good a good summer goal. You know, I think. Um, for anyone that's listening as a worship leader, you know, if you haven't done your worship schedules, if you do a schedule, probably now is the time to do that and 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 get the word out and start communicating as much as you possibly can. I'm not a, a particularly administrative person, but um, a lot of headaches are solved when we when we just do a little bit of administration as as worship leaders, even though that's not typically how a lot of creatives work. Um, Mm-hmm. But it would it would probably be, behoove us a little bit to to spend some time maybe this week even just trying to get a schedule out and get people on the calendar and get them get them to block out those days and to plan around it and and that kind of a thing. But yeah, there there probably are some some really good intentional things we can do uh, this summer. I think we've probably got some flexibility uh, that we wouldn't have had pre pandemic in the summer months where we may have weeks that. Um, where we don't have people and maybe even ourselves aren't available and there's no, no one who can come in and fill in for us. And, you know, we might be able to do some video or like you were talking about, um, 
being set up a, a few weeks ago to to do it remotely, do it from the campsite or something, stream in and, and do that. Right. That's by the way, that's hard. But <laughs> we're still figuring it out. What right. I did this past weekend is I pre-recorded my worship set mm-hmm. and just we uploaded it and then just plugged it into the service at the appropriate time. I still haven't checked back in to find out how that went. Right. Um, but I did spend probably about 45 minutes to an hour on Sunday morning on the phone with the church, talking them through the settings and how do we make sure that the, the elements show up. Uh, and uh, I expect that it went as smoothly as one might hope believe it would right, right? Uh, and there with a lot of room for improvement mm-hmm. with that uh, but uh, I think that flexibility lean into that flexibility and creativity that we've been that muscle we've been flexing for the past 15 months during the pandemic right. say hey well how can we how can we kind of bring this in I think worship itself is more challenging remotely because you're dealing with the audio the video and the lyrics, mm-hmm. whereas the sermon, not to take anything away from you or, or or your fellow pastors, you're you know you may not be able to bring in the scriptures if that was something you normally shared. But if you're teaching and we can see you, that covers ninety five plus percent of right. what you're trying to accomplish there. We're actually not doing a sermon for the summer all summer. Oh wow! Yeah, so okay. we're we're part of that. You know, we people are just in general exhausted. I think mentally drained, fatigued in about every possible way. Yeah, and so you know, I could I could do sermons. I'm tired. I'm I'm drained. I need I need a break too. But um, you know, I could I could still keep you know pounding out the sermon. But I think it's at best going to fall on deaf ears. Because people are mm-hmm. just don't have the bandwidth, you know, to think about. Okay, so how do I apply this principle to my life in the coming week? I, I just don't think people are there. On on, and that's the that's the positive end. On, on the negative end, I think it could become possibly uh, detrimental for in our at least in our environment for someone who really feels like they should be trying to apply the truth, but they're just you know they're burnt out in so many ways. Right. Yeah. And so we're doing some Bible reading. We're going to read through the the rest of the book of Luke. And uh, and just have some chunks for every day that people are going to read. I'm pre-recording those for people if they want to listen to a two two minute and twenty second you know scripture reading. And then we're going to invite one person up each week and just talk about what they what they learned in the in the past week and and just try to really simplify it so that it's not be being a burden a burden to anyone. But hopefully summer can be kind of a, a break a rest. Yeah. Giving people an opportunity to process, uh, and yeah, I, I, I read this about children as well. Our, our young people, as they are entering summer, there's a tendency to play catch up. Like, what are all the things that we didn't do over the past year? Did we fall behind in math or language arts or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or you know, and trying to cram all those things in and. Professionals saying, you know, mental health professionals saying things like, don't. <laughs> right? right? Just give them the space to process this. Yeah. Um, if they're really interested in something, uh, give them that. So I really right. appreciate that you're, uh, as a church, have made a decision to provide that space for people to process. We will do, usually, like if there's a Sunday, that, I mean, if there's a month with five Sundays, 
that fifth Sunday will be what we call Worship Sunday. And it'll just be, you know, Pastor Tad's that Sunday off. I prepare a, like a 12 or 13 song worship set, usually around some theme with some devotional elements to it. And, you know, I think that is something maybe to think about, even mm-hmm. for my church during the summer, to say, let's, let's just plan on a Sunday that's a, um, each month let's have a worship Sunday. Because mm-hmm. one Sunday I don't plan on being there at all because I'll be camping, you know, at, uh, Mount uh, St. Helens or something like that, (laughs) wherever I can find a campsite. Yeah, Yeah, and I I just think people need to breathe a little bit this summer. I think if we we want Mm. to try to get back into, you know, some kind of normal in the fall or some kind of routine in the fall, um, you know, I think we need to, we need a break before that. We need to recover and, and heal a little from all the stress and strain of the last year, year and a half, uh, if we're gonna, if we're ever gonna get back to normal, I think we yeah. need to we need to breathe. Yeah, so. I think that's a wonderful statement and sentiment there. Um, let's let's get back into routines. Let's uh, reco- recover, and hopefully, you know, come back after Labor Day rejuvenated, mm-hmm. ready to engage and. And uh, hopefully things are, for the most part, normal. Right. Whatever normal is, but <laughs> certainly not extreme. Right. Uh, you know, ad- having adopted a normal, hopefully kids are all back in school. Mm-hmm. We're all, you know, those who want to be vaccinated are vaccinated. And uh, um, I'm working at home by myself without everybody here with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely on my list. Right. Well, I think that's our time. It's 1025, so we're going to have to wrap this up. All right. Last, last question. This is yeah. kind of a random one. Um, with uh, the first, I want you to think, I'm going to, the, the first song that comes to your head when you think of 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Th- yeah. Probably, I mean, it'd be not quite 20 years ago, but like, uh, here I am to worship. Oh yeah, sure. Two thousand three, I think. Yeah. Tim Hughes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of um, "Blessed Be Your Name." Yeah. That yeah. was that. That's the first thing that popped into my head, um, and those are songs that still pop up. Yeah. You know, they're still they still have some legs to them, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. Um, yeah, that yeah. Was, I was actually thinking of "Here I Am to Worship" just yesterday. I think I was on the way to church and and just kind of singing through it in my head and like. I mean, especially for its time, you know, I think the song still stands as a, a really well-written song. Um, what I, one of the things I, I appreciate it now in retrospect, you know, because the bridge, the bridge does have a jump in it, but it's not a full octave jump, right? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. so like, so it's just like a third, I can a third or a fourth or something like that, maybe a fifth at the most. So like, so it, it, it jumps up, so you get the, you get the emotion and the energy, but it's not such a huge jump that it's unreachable and unattainable for an average vocalist to sing. And so I was thinking that was a really well, really well-written song, you know, really, you know, powerful uh, song. I think that we could probably revive a little bit. Yeah. I think it's a, a it's a good idea. You know, what uh, think, think about that folks, as you're listening, what's a, what's a song from, you know, 20 years ago that you think you could revive if you haven't already, that you're, it would really resonate with your church. Well written, and you know, on the verge of being forgotten. Um, 
yeah, think about that. I'd love to hear what people yeah. have to share with us on that. And that one, and and both of those, blessed be your name, and here I am to worship. The the problem was they were they were good, and but we overdid them. That's right. <laughs> we we yes. sang them like hundreds of thousands of times. I think so. Everyone just got super tired of it. And then we was like, okay, we're going to put that out out of our out of our sight for at least a decade. And but now I think it's probably time to start bringing some of those back. Good idea. All right. That having been said, thank you folks for joining us for episode 228, and we'll be back in two weeks with another episode, hopefully full length this time, and uh, enjoy your shopping. Be safe. Drive the speed limit. If not, get out of the fast lane. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for joining us once again on the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. And make sure to add your voice to the conversation. You can find us at twitter.com slash WM Catalyst. On Facebook at facebook.com slash worship ministry catalyst. Or head over to worship ministry catalyst.com and drop us a note. 